riding with my top down, listening to this Jesus yeah. Back on the grind again, I know it's been a little while, but it's time again. Folks ask the Craig, where you gon' rhyme again? I'm like, hold up, give me time, my man. See a lot of things change, some stay the same. Move from H-Town to D-Town to Memphis, man. One thing is for show, everywhere I go, people call up in Hello, and welcome back to the Whole Night Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Dylan Sanders. Joining me today is not my co-host, as always, at least on this podcast. <laughs> no, I was so proud of that. Ross Jackson uh, <laughs> just came up with that. I was, so I was like, yo, yeah, that's awesome. So good. So, so good. good. Ross Jackson, who you can find on Twitter at Ross Jackson Nola. You can also hear him every day on Locked on Saints. And you can also read, read him almost every day on uh, Canal Street Chronicles, the Saints SB Nation website. And, of course, we know him from Section 600, formerly known as All Saints Considered. Yep, yep, yep. Glad to be here with you, man. Appreciate you having me on. It's a award-winning guest, Ross Jackson. Aw, yeah. This is my guest of the year reappearance, holding up the title for 2020. You know, had to come through. You have some tough competition this year. I really do, man. It's been really exciting listening to everybody on the show, and everybody's so good. I love that your Twitter, uh, like, banner is still uh, who is this i think you got the wrong twitter <laughs> i know i know i love it so much it's a very good it. tweet <laughs> it's a very good tweet mine's been the, a, a tweet for the longest i think it's joe burrow saying i love you louisiana i love you oh yeah it's really that was oh man that night was so crazy so good oh man what a good tweet <laughs> right <laughs> the perfect tweet I got <laughs> Brandon's probably already vomiting. He's like, oh, Brandon God. They've, Ross, Ross and Dylan have been on for less than a minute. They've talked about Nick Underhill and Joe Burrow. Awesome. <laughs> um, Although I feel like I, I was talking, we were talking about this before. Like I feel like I've talked to you more over the last couple of weeks than I've talked to just about anybody outside of who I live with. Oh, 100%. I, I would agree <laughs> with that. As you can, you mentioned as my, my, uh, my texts, our pair like the amount of unread text that i have is insane oh, at all times uh but i oh you know i always respond to the people i want to talk to <laughs> yeah it's true you do you really do i i couldn't i can vouch for that um so we are continuing the mock draft week thing you know you've i am sure you've been listening yeah i'm sure you're not starting on round four right <laughs> If you are, if you just love the 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 tweener projects, uh, cool for you. I mean, yeah, I like it. I mean, I would say literally too, because this is this is the time where the tweeners start to fly off the board. And this is about the last round full of players that we like, because <laughs> because you know you n- you never give like you're not going to have 255 draftable grades on players, right? Um, and we ran out very uh very quickly through the fifth round <laughs> so round six and seven round seven's wild you should have just started you should have just took uh, alex's 450 big board and it just went down the list yeah we we uh multiple special teamers going in round round seven multiple but two long snappers a couple kickers couple punters <laughs> hey you know Special teamers are people too. Yeah, you gotta show them some love sometimes. For real. So Ross, I know you've listened to the first couple days, but me and Brandon were kind of just going going over these players, giving a short little introduction about them, just because there's a lot of names to get through, um, and we don't want to waste everyone's time because we're putting out so much content. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I hear you. 
And none of these picks are actually going to happen. So we just want to talk about, <laughs> the, talk about these players a little bit. I hate the people that are like, my mock, if you diss my mock, it is. You are dead to me. I know. Like, no it's one knows so anything. Wild. Like, no, yeah, for real. Like, we're, we're mocking from people selecting in positions that very likely they might not. Like, the teams might not even be selecting in the positions that we're talking about yeah, no, come most Thursday. <laughs> and we're throwing in our own trades that are completely right. off the wall. Right. Um, but, you know, that's the fun of having a mock draft. It's just, that's you right. know, to hold us over until the actual thing happens. Yeah, and it gives you an opportunity to talk about these guys and, and actually get to know get to know about some of these players, people that are listeners and things like that that might not know who some of these guys in Day 3 are. Now, all of a sudden, they'll be exposed to some names that they haven't heard or thought of. Yeah, and, and Day 3 is really whenever we get to talk about the, the project players that we love, but, like, mm-hmm. no aren't going to be Day 1 contributors. I mean, in some case, some of these people can be. Round 4 is, like, the last one where you get, you're going to get, like, at least people who are going to contribute pretty quickly. Right. Round 5, 6, and 7, you're drafting linebackers to have on special teams. Right, yeah, I need kick coverage. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that was literally... Caden Ellis, who we love, and Alizé Mack for the Saints last year. Mm-hmm. Drafting special teamers that have a chance to, to prove themselves and get on the team. Alizé Mack did not. Caden Ellis is New Orleans' favorite person. Future All-Pro. <laughs> future future, future All-Pro Caden. Yeah, that's right. Future All-Famer Caden Ellis. Caden Ellis. I love, I love him. He's such a good dude. He, he really is. So let's get into this draft. We're starting off round four. Pick 107. Cincinnati is taking Lynn Bowden Jr. to add to this offense that is basically starting over with with Joe Burrow as the quarterback. They have, you know, a solid receiving core. They have AJ Green, they have Tyler Boyd who is ex- who's criminally underrated. Um and then the, you throw in Lynn Bowden and you have a, you have some fun. Mhm. Um so he's out of Kentucky. He had a great year this year and I like him. I like him a lot. Yeah, he's a really fun guy. Played a little bit of quarterback for Kentucky, sort of as a uh, last resort. He won't have to worry about that in Cincinnati, of course. He can focus down on his uh, his ability as an offensive weapon in terms of a skill position, wide receiver, potentially in the backfield every now and then. And so, But he's a really fun tool and a really fun weapon to get to work with for Zach Taylor. Yeah. Um, and then that's a 108, the next pick. Yep, so Washington comes through and they grab themselves a wide receiver in Gabriel Davis. And uh, I have the feeling Brandon and I agree on our evaluations of Gabriel Davis. I'm not a huge fan of Gabriel Davis at all. I'm also not a huge fan of Washington, so this pick doesn't really bother me at all. Um, um, I will be honest, a lot of these picks for these teams we don't like, we gave them players we don't like. <laughs> I love Cause, it. Cause it's I like, love it. I'll throw them on that team so I don't have to worry about them. Right. Um, but you know, like yeah. this is this is a spot that makes sense to at least go wide receiver, right? Like mm-hmm. they've they've addressed a couple of things already in terms of their offensive line. They spent some time looking at uh, you know, taking care of themselves in the first round as well. And so, you know, when you get an an opportunity to grab a wide receiver off the board, if, you know, anybody's going to suffice in round 4, that's going to have some potential. And Gabriel Davis does have some potential. I'm just not super high on him. Yeah, he is uh he's big and not very quick. Yeah, and I'm also a little spoiled on UCF receivers, too. <laughs> There's still time. <laughs> um, the next guy is a guy that we like a lot. I think mm-hmm. all of us really do. We fell in love with him in the film room. Mm-hmm. Uh, like not even on the phone. Uh, that is pick 109 to Detroit. Francis Bernard, linebacker out of Utah. 
one of the smartest. I mean, he's a, he's a little older, but at round four, you know, you're getting a you're getting a good. At least he's he's an older project kind of guy because I think he's mm-hmm. already 24. But um, you know, in the NFL, like that's you'll 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 still get a couple years, like a good yeah, a couple years out of him. Yeah, um, and especially at the linebacker position too. Yeah, I mean, well, you see those players playing in their late 30s, so mm-hmm. um, especially like a smart kind of guy like Francis Bernard, I could see him being around for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I like him a lot. I mean, you basically covered it. Smart, athletic. He should keep himself on the field once he once he gets there. Yeah. Uh, at one ten for the New York Giants, we have them going Colin Johnson, wide receiver out of Texas, six foot six, big body. He got a little bit of fluidity in them hips too. He can move a little bit at that height, so he's exciting. But uh, it ended up getting a little overshadowed by Devin Duvernay in his final year before entering the draft. But still a good commodity out there at the wide receiver position. Um. Yeah. I. I I like Colin Johnson. Um, I see him get mocked to the Saints a lot, and I just don't like that fit because that's not what we need. Agreed. But I like him a lot as a, as a receiver. He 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 eased all the troubles I had about him at the Senior Bowl. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, he, he he looks good. One eleven to Houston. Um, Zach Moss, running back Utah. Sorry, Zach, I had to do it to you. <laughs> um, I had to throw you to Houston. Um, Feel sorry for your career. He he just seems like a Houston kind of running back. Well, yeah, but he'll also get on the field pretty quickly too, because you know David Johnson's going to make it through a game probably. Yeah, uh, uh, a play, <laughs> right? So he'll see the field, but he's a good little dual threat guy. I like him a lot. Um, he gets he gets some Alvin Kamara pro comps every now and then I've seen, which I think might be a little much, but in just in terms of the fit or just in terms of the style, in terms of what he's mm-hmm. able to do as a multi dimensional back, he's an exciting guy. I like him it's a lot. Funny. My my best comparison to him is Cam Akers. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I watch him and, him and Cam Akers, I, wa- I feel like I'm watching the same player. Yeah. Um, Josh Kelly goes to goes 112 to the Los Angeles Chargers, running back UCLA, friend of the show. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. This is probably about where I expect him to go, if not from reports a little bit earlier. Because um, mm-hmm. uh, I've heard teams have fallen in love with the player just as much as they have. Like, the person of course, as, yeah. just as much as they fall in love with the player. Mm-hmm. Um, which, uh, if you've listened to the podcast, you have no problem believing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love that he stays in Los Angeles, too. Like, that's such a good guy thing to happen to him. Yeah, uh, he, he, gets, he gets to stay home. Well, it's not home, but, you know. He yeah, gets to stay yeah. in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, I would I would love for that to happen to me. He is a... He is as a player though. He is he does he's like a jack of all trades. He does everything well. Um, I don't know that he does one thing particularly like elite yet, mm-hmm. but he has he does every, he has a a great base. His floor is very very high. Yeah. Um. You're getting a good blocker, good pass catcher, good runner. Yeah. I just yeah. He's he's very good. Just a solid all around guy. I like him a lot. Yeah. 113 to Carolina. They go linebacker here. They have a big hole there to fill. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they're trying to fill it in the fourth round, but they do get Cam Brown out of Penn State, who I like. Uh, but he's definitely one of those guys that, as we talked about, we're starting to get into that special teams role place. And he's definitely somebody that, at least early in his career, can start there. But he's a fantastic tackler, really good sort of like get after the ball carrier kind of a, a linebacker. So I, I like him a lot in that position for sure. 
We had Carolina go the round before with Troy Dye, who's like the athletic. That's the guy. Oh yeah, I did listen to that. I yeah. did hear that. Even though like, yeah, because I remember y'all talking about you know he was touted as not being super athletic before. <laughs> yeah, um, probably because you know uh, I forget exactly right. what he had, but it was you know something that impedes your athleticism because he looked athletic the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, we had him him going there because I just like we just liked that fit. Such a good fit. At um, at one fourteen, we have Arizona going with Kayvon Wallace out of Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Clemson has a has a has a has a lot of good players. I wonder 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 why <laughs> they uh, should have made it to a national championship. I know um, at some point. Yeah, he is. Um, He's a good, he's a good prospect. He uh, he's not super you know big, but uh, he does his job uh, in coverage, and he has a uh, he he could uh, he could amount to something, which is you know what you're getting out of the out of their own. Plus, in in Arizona, they have a bunch of young guys who can all learn from each other in that secondary. Um, mm-hmm. So we so we we sent him there. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, Cleveland continues their streak of getting players that I really like. Because <laughs> uh, they got a couple that I really liked in the last round, but here they come back. They go linebacker. They get Kalik Hudson out of Michigan, who I like. He's um, basically, um, uh, oh man, why is his I'm, why is his name escaping me now? Jabril Peppers. He's basically yeah. Jabril Peppers. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. 5'11", 224 pounds, you know, tweener type of guy. Or I guess, no, we don't call them tweeners if they go linebacker to safety. We call those hybrids yes. instead. Yes. Um, good special teamer, too. And I don't mean just in terms of, you know, being someone that can go down there and cover plays. He was literally the second. He was just literally uh, Michigan's special teams player of the year last year. He blocked a kick. Uh, and he's blocked, I think, a total of four kicks his entire time in college, yeah, including two in 2016. Very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, at 116, we have Jacksonville Jaguars taking Hunter Bryant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Evan Ingram, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, except, yeah, Evan Ingram, you know, shows a semblance of caring about blocking. Right. <laughs> um, Hunter Bryant's literally just a wide receiver. They're going out there. They have, you know, not a great tight end room right now um so we're throwing them there um plus they have, just have so many picks and we just kind of started going bpa <laughs> for a lot of these teams they do have a lot um next up we have tampa bay going kj hill wide receiver out of the ohio state university this guy to me is kind of like the wide receiver version of uh of joshua kelly mm-hmm. in that he kind of has a good bit of a lot of things but he's not like gonna take you off the charts anywhere yeah um and he's also from little rock which is where i went to undergrad bt dubs uh but yeah you throw him in tampa bay with chris godwin and mike evans and kj hill Mm -hmm. it's a deadly trio yeah it's a really really good and he'll be he'd be a lot of fun in the slot there uh speaking of fun players oh yeah uh denver denver at 118 goes javelin gidry safety corner out of utah and this Utah defense has so many good players. Oh they God. really do. This Utah team had so many good players in general. Um, but he's literally I I've I don't know if I've met someone who who or seen someone who lives up to his name Javelin as much as much <laughs> as, as anyone because he's he's a he's a you know 
he he runs at you as fast as he can and it's fast mm-hmm. it's track speed and he mm-hmm. just hits you <laughs> he hits you that's what he does and he does it well i like it uh we'll continue on with fun picks here atlanta getting eno benjamin running back out of arizona state that's a pretty nice guy to put together with um with uh oh my god gosh Todd what's his name yeah, well todd Gurley, but the backup to eno smith yeah um or whatever his name is um i like Ito that smith. little Ito smith thank you yeah, yeah i like that little uh running back group there because you've got eno benjamin 58 207 basically a bowling ball out on the field <laughs> anytime that he's out there and he's a really really fun back to get involved in that uh you know in that in that uh sort of stable of running backs there um yeah, uh, it's you know it's a couple of these players we had to send to places we don't like. Yeah, not not super happy to see him there. Just as somebody just, that I like, yeah. you know what I mean. But does it move the needle? Not necessarily. No. Um, New York Jets at one twenty go Bryce Hall, cornerback out of Virginia. This is a player I liked a lot. He mm-hmm. has he's a first round talent with a you know fourth round health. Right. Right. Um, uh, he has uh, he has you know the size, athleticism, ball skills to 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 really you know compete at this level. It's just if he can stay on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I like him a lot too. Uh, Green Bay goes interior offensive line at one twenty one. They get John Simpson, who's Dane Brugler's number two interior offensive lineman. So this is not a pretty it's not a bad pick at this position. Six foot four, uh, three twenty one. Just a strong dude with a great initial first punch. Really like him a lot. Um, and then we have uh, Indianapolis at 122 going A.J. Green, cornerback out of Oklahoma State. <laughs> do you love A.J. Green? No, not at all. No, none of us. <laughs> none of us do. So this is me and Brandon making this pick. We're like, we should send them a, a, a corner. Who's available? A.J. Green? I was like, oh, that's gross. But he'll probably go around this point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean he's you know he's big, he's physical and whatever, but he just lacks a lot of he just lacks a lot. It's it's literally like if they threw thirty year old AJ Green as a defensive back. Mm-hmm. Oh, we should have mentioned. Sorry, I didn't mention it with the Green Bay pick that they actually traded up to grab John Simpson. By the way, oh, four twenty one, yeah. yes. four one twenty one, and they gave away one seventy five in the fifth round, and then both two hundred eight and two hundred nine, the back to back picks that they have in the sixth round to move up and grab pretty much a starter uh, or, or somebody that will become a starter in the NFL. I think pretty quickly in John Simpson. Yeah, um, and we did that trade for Las Vegas because that Las Vegas was going to end their draft at. 150 something so they wanted to give them some more depth because that's a mm-hmm. team that needs qu- quantity too <laughs> yeah 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 they absolutely. need both quality and quantity so we had them yeah. some trade back to grab some later later yeah. on talent three it's players almost, versus one it's almost like a new head coach slash owner showed up and shipped a bunch of players away or something a couple years ago oh, i don't man. know weird wow crazy wild, weird wild stuff oh, <laughs> and and shipped off apparently all you know they got a lot of draft picks, but, you know. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also shipped off a bunch of those. Um, all right, at 123, we got uh, Missouri defensive lineman Jordan Elliott coming off the board here. For some people, this might feel a little low, but, hey, you just never know exactly how this is really going to work out with these guys. But they end up getting uh, getting this – really, I like, I like Jordan Elliott. I think he's a little bit more – I'll say put together than your standard Dallas Cowboy. 
<laughs> and everything. But with the head coaching change there, this one actually makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, big fan of this pick, actually. Yeah. Um, we, uh, you know, their current defensive line, you can't really tr- trust that they're going to stay on the field. Mm-hmm. Maybe not for health reasons, but for, yeah. you know, health reasons. Yeah. And you've got uh, Mike Nolan there as a defensive coordinator now who's used to having a very, you know, he's used to being the linebacker coach for the Saints, but also is used to working with a very strong defensive line. He knows the importance there of having a rotation. So it'll be interesting to see how quickly Jordan Elliott finds the field. So I think it'd be rather quickly. Treat Mike Nolan well, Dallas. Please. Oh, please. Please, please, He please. deserves the world. Such a good dude. <laughs> um, and then we have at 124, Pittsburgh going Davion Taylor, linebacker out of Colorado. Um, very physically gifted, um, mm-hmm. at least. Uh, his instincts have some room to learn. Um, but like throwing him in, in, in that linebacker core um, and giving him a chance to, you know, learn a little bit from like you know like devin bush and and you know he seems like uh like kind of not a replacement but uh can kind of like plug into the uh the ryan chazier role maybe a little bit <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah i could see that he's incredibly athletic somebody that could easily yeah. be he could be a safety in the league if he needed yeah. to be everything i like him a lot uh, we go with another linebacker here with New England selecting Marcus Bailey, linebacker out of Purdue. They lost Jamie Collins in the offseason. Marcus Bailey is a really good option for them. Um, very athletic, somebody that can be that off-ball guy. And you can probably work with him enough to where he can get to the place where he is a three-down linebacker. Uh, big fan of the Boilermaker here. Um, at 126, the Los Angeles Rams go Darrington Evans. Um, mm-hmm. I just loved adding him to that uh that's a fun one. Yeah, loved adding him to to that running back room. That's a place where he's going to be able to play immediately as like that the pass catcher, and he's just he's really electric to watch. Um, you know, App State. I, I watched a lot of App State this year because I went to the New Orleans Bowl, so I did my research, and then mm-hmm. I you know through watching Akeem Davis Gaither, I also you know watched the offense. And Darrington Evans is a really fun player who um, I just liked. I just it just seems like a a fun fit in the Los Angeles rooms running back. Yeah, I agree. I like that pick a lot. He'll be a lot of fun there. Uh, at one twenty seven, Philadelphia back on the board. They take Tanner Muse safety out of Clemson. So we talked about Davion uh, Davion Taylor, who is a linebacker that could easily play safety. Now we'll talk a little bit about Tanner Muse, who's a safety who could easily play a linebacker. Big guy, physical, going to be a great special teamer in the league immediately and then could find his way out on the field as well to be one of those guys that can be a safety and can line up in the backfield but or line up in the secondary, but that also ends up crediting and benefiting your team in those nickel packages and things like that effectively, being able to split the responsibilities as a linebacker or a safety if you can get him out on the field and if he can show enough there. I like him. Uh, he's a he's an interesting guy, and in Philadelphia's system, he'd be a lot of fun. Um. And then uh, at 128, we have Buffalo going A.J. Dillon, running back out of Boston College, to, to <laughs> add to, uh, to to motor in that backfield. Um, you know, I always think to make a, a great running back room, it's like if you can combine, could combine your top two running backs to make the perfect player, that makes a good running back room. Uh-huh. Um, and then, wait, because with Devin Singletary, you have 5'7", 203, and A.J. Dillon, you have 6 feet, 250. Um, A.J. Dillon, run it down your throat. He'll run it down your throat. He almost scored, like, I think it was something like, he had, like, 38 rushing touchdowns in college. Which is just Jeez, crazy. Yeah, he was very busy. <laughs> he was very busy. <laughs> very busy man. Um, yeah, he was super productive in college. 
powerful, um, strong. Uh, good luck taking him down with one defender, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's it's cool because like he he has you know he does he blocks and he also is a deceptively good pass block uh, i mean pass catcher because you know mm-hmm. the you see the big guys they basically have bricks for hands but uh aj <laughs> dylan has a is, is a fun piece for any backfield because you never really know what they're going to do when they throw him out on the field yeah yeah i like that one uh next up we've got to baltimore this is a really fun one baltimore loading up continuing to load up on their tight ends well, yeah we've, we 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 <laughs> we give him them give him give them him to replace i don't know they they just trade away yeah. hayden hurst so yeah i love it i love it uh Albert, let me see if I can get his last name right. Okwebunam. 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 Yeah, really, really. I think he has it in his Twitter bio. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I was looking at a draft guide. (laughs) It has a pronunciation (laughs) on it. Uh, But fantastic player here uh you know six foot five uh 258 ran a 44940 at the combine um and he also the other thing that's really interesting about it was that he came in in 2017 for his freshman year after redshirting and then ended up leading his team in receptions of uh, receiving touchdowns with 11 and then ended up catching six over the next couple of years so he kind of fits that same hunter bryant type of mold to where he's really just a big wide receiver out there especially at that speed yeah he um I don't know where all the hate came for him. I really don't either, honestly, if I'm being real. Um, yeah, he he's he's fun. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't see why uh why why all the the hate came. He was he came into the league. Um, he came into the the year as like the top tight end, and he just mm-hmm. kind of like fell. It I get. I get the production fell off, but Mizzou just wasn't really good this year. Um, right. But he still has all the tools that made him fun. Yeah, so and he, him, really, he really flew back on the map at the Combine, too. Yeah. Um, 130, we have Miami trading up uh, to from with New Orleans. Uh, to uh, New Orleans receives 141, 141 and 185 for 130, and... Uh, Miami gets one of the last like immediately impactful uh, edges in in this draft with Jabari Zuniga, who I I just loved in that system. I think that he that's a system he could thrive in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very nice selection there. Love seeing the Saints trade back and add picks. If I can continue my bias <laughs> for a moment, love that. Uh, moving it, on, you're to, here with oh, me. Good. You can talk however that's much right. Saints football you want. That's right. Care. Uh, moving on here to pick at number 131, Arizona continues to add to their wide receiver room with Liberty wide receiver Antonio Gandy-Golden. Three straight years, over 1,000 receiving yards, and three straight years at 10 touchdowns as well with Liberty. 6'4", uh, 223. He's somebody that I think would be really interesting to see, you know, figure out a way that he's going to be able to get into that rotation after, it's probably be after uh, Larry Fitzgerald calls it quits, now that they've also got DeAndre Hopkins and still have Christian Kirk there. But he's, he'd be a fun addition to that air raid offense. Anybody that's there that can catch a ball, Cliff Kingsbury is going to find a way to get it to him. And uh, at 132, uh, Minnesota gets the most Vikings defensive player in this draft, <laughs> Kenny Willekes, edge out of Michigan State. Um, he is a, uh, you know, they love their, I don't know, Kenny Willekes type people. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. He just has a lot of a lot of things about him that I think a lot of a coach will fall in love with, and uh, he could he had a, he had a great 
great week of practices at, at the Senior Bowl. Um, one of my favorite things about him is that every time I looked at him, his jersey was ripped to shreds. Nice. Like, he, he, he gave it all every time because, you know, he never gave up, which, you know, people like. Yeah. It's, it's, it's important in the NFL, especially as a defensive end. You, can, you can't give up on a play. <laughs> if you want to get to the quarterback or or to the the ball carrier, you're gonna to have to power through a big old man. Yeah, yeah, that's a good pick. That's a good fit. Um, and especially with him having lost Everson Griffin, question mark? I guess at this point. Yeah. Uh, and everything yeah. too. Dude, so there's so many good free agents left. There really are. There really are. There's a lot of good names on the market still, which is kind of wild. I feel like we're watching the Eric Reed situation all over again. Uh, who's also back on the market, too. Um, Seattle going wide receiver here. Texas A&M wide receiver Courtney Davis. Courtney Davis and Gabriel Davis, both for me, kind of fall into the same place. But Courtney Davis, my issues with him just simply have to do with inconsistency in terms of creating and maintaining his style of play. And then also the drops. The drops are kind of a big deal for me. But other than that, he's a he's an interesting prospect. Six foot one, uh, 201. Had a very... Uh, kind of mediocre 2019 54 catches for 616 yards and four touchdowns but i'll tell you what the new orleans saints could have used that kind of production uh <laughs> definitely could have <laughs> um yeah I, i'm i'm mixed on courtney there's a lot of stuff to love a lot of stuff to hate i don't know mm-hmm. it really depends on uh where you fall on him and with 134, the Baltimore Ravens get Joe Batchy, linebacker out of Michigan State, who's very, very good, but will fall because of, uh, you know, PEDs, <laughs> which, yeah. Um, he is he's very good. Um, I wouldn't call him underrated just because I feel like people know he's good. It's just where, he's gonna, where is he going to get drafted because... Maybe you don't really know how good he is without PDs. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, yeah, I, I have him going at round four because you take the chance on him because he has a lot of talent. Um, and, yeah, could be a, a fun add to that, the Baltimore Ravens defense. Plus, the Ravens always always draft like, we don't need you right now, but mm-hmm. in two years, we won't have to pay someone. We can just use you. Yep, yep, good point. Uh, Pittsburgh going at state going to safety out of uh, Michigan. Josh Metellus. Josh Metellus, a like super, super, super athletic guy. Really good traits and everything like that. That could get him an opportunity in camp, but he's going to have to perform pretty well. He's another guy that could be a great special teamer for you, uh, pretty, pretty soon. But does enough too in the box and as well as uh, back in the secondary to potentially play himself onto the field at some point soon in his career. Um, and we have the Packers going at 136 with another offensive lineman in Charlie Heck um, out of North Carolina. Um, he's going to be a right tackle in the NFL. Um, and, you know, I just have the Packers' um, offensive line is getting up there in age, so I just have them going with a lot of a lot of guys to, to bolster that, uh, that mm-hmm. depth. And you there's two things you can never have enough of in football you can never have enough offensive linemen and you can never have enough cornerbacks right right and that that's exactly where we go next for the chi or rather for the jacksonville jaguars dane jackson cornerback out of pittsburgh uh, if i remember correctly this isn't the first corner that has been drafted to by by jacksonville in this draft is that right it is not um but this dane jackson is going to be and then nichols in this class are mm-hmm. insanely good yeah, I, and I, very deep too. Yeah, I love Dane Jackson. Um, he has a lot of talent. It's just 
it's hard for any a lot of teams to find time to use a, a five foot nine cornerback without being in the nickel. Right, right, and, right. Uh, the the Jackson, Jacksonville just needs defensive backs. Period. If you're starting Andre Weingard at at any point, you need defensive backs. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> And then at 138, uh, this the Kansas City Chiefs um, get. Uh, this is a pretty sneakily deep interior offensive line class. It really is. Um, yeah. Just thinking about it, because even the pick at, at 143 later on, he's still a good player. Um, right. Yeah. And yeah, everyone. I mean, it's weird to know with all interior offensive linemen because there's not a bunch of great guards in this league, but uh, you know there could be. Yeah, yeah. Because um, all the, cause all, the good, all the good guards can play tackle. <laughs> that's true. That's like, true. Yeah. Like if you're a good guard, like you can play tackle, and then that's where everyone wants to play because that's where the money comes from. Right. Yeah, and it's most for probably one of the more important positions too. Me and Brandon were talking about side tackle. We had this conversation. Every tackle can play guard, but not every guard can play tackle. It's true. And if you can play tackle, you're going to want to play tackle because that's where you're going to get your mm-hmm. money. Yep. Yeah, makes perfect um, sense. Uh, we go. Oh, good. Oh, yeah, because uh, yeah, we have we have the Chiefs taking Damian Lewis interior offensive lineman from LSU. Yeah, I um, forgot we didn't actually say his name. Yeah, we just no, talked we, about we just how talked. sneaky the class is. <laughs> yeah, um, Damian Lewis out of LSU. I like him a lot. Um, he impressed a lot of people with the Senior Bowl. Um, my eyes were on uh, Lloyd Cushenberry at every second at mm-hmm. the Senior Bowl because he was Man, just so he was good. good because um, a lot of times we have you, you see the Chiefs taking interior offensive line at the end of round one we had them going Damon Arnett um, in this mm-hmm. one so we have them drafting now Damian Lewis that's a really good place to go I mean I like that's a really really good pick to get or a good interior offensive lineman to get at this point in the draft but like you mentioned it's it's pretty deep uh, another position that has a little bit of sneaky depth as well and that you can get some people that will end up being pretty productive is interior defensive line, and that's where Tampa Bay goes next to continue to shore up that defensive line over there. Jason Shrobridge out of North Carolina, he gives you a little bit of preser- position versatility as well, a little bit of a Mario Edwards Jr. in him and that he can play out on the edge anywhere between that sort of zero to five, or I would say one to five probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, more importantly, everyone on Tampa Bay gets Netflix, which is fantastic. It's very Just true. Just fantastic. <laughs> it's a good character, <laughs> good character stock up on Jason right. Shrobridge. Very, very team-oriented um, guy. We had him going here because, you know, Jason Pierre-Paul is very old and Nadama mm-hmm. Sue is very old. Um, <laughs> so we have Strobridge learning there for a couple of years so he can step in whenever Sue leaves again. Great pick. Yeah, that's great. Um, and at 140, we have Jacksonville going uh, Evan Weaver, linebacker out of California. I don't know if you know this, but Evan Weaver used to be fat. <laughs> oh my gosh i wish that i just wish that they would leave the poor guy alone you know what i'm saying like it's so strange it's like every time ryan fitzpatrick's on television they're like you know he's smart he went to harvard you know he got a 48 on the wonder link right and now they're like evan weaver i don't know if you knew this that's 33 higher than Tua tongue of iloa <laughs> like anyone gives a crap about no, okay. i mean dan orlowski does Oh, so, so <laughs> strongly, too. It's wild. Um, Evan Weaver, he is a good, <laughs> you know, he's 
Some people list him as an edge. He's not an edge. I can tell you that. Right. Um, I've watched. Not I've anymore. Watched yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> what you do get with him being used to being fat. He's not very athletic. <laughs> um, he's more athletic now. <laughs> it's not, true. Not extremely athletic. You know, he's not like you know. He's definitely no Ashton Davis. Calling back right. to the player who, who Ashton Davis really might be the most athletic player in this draft. He's so he's so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, Weaver Weaver has great instincts, um, and a lot of times that's what you really need as a linebacker. Um, so he has uh, in the right system, he could be very very productive at the next level. Mm-hmm. Now, is Jacksonville the right system? Um, I, I think don't so. know. I don't it know. could be. Could be. be. They need some guys. Some guys have made it there based on their their instincts. I'm trying to think back to the uh, pause. Um, I feel like he oh could be a gosh. good a good uh, compliment piece to Miles Jack. Right, right. Because oh my goodness, what was his name? The other linebacker that was there, not Telvin Smith, not Miles Jack, but then there was the other guy, Paz. Paz Paul Pazlozny. Yes, yeah, yeah. He was a very cerebral guy and all mm-hmm. of that, and so and he he played very well there. Yeah, I could see him being very similar to Paul Pazlozny. Mm-hmm. Bill's legend, I think he was on the Bills at one point. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, also on the Bills at one point, Terrell Owens, but we never talk about it. <laughs> We never talk you know about who it. Ever, who else we never talk about? Brandon Marshall used to be a New Orleans Saint. <laughs> yeah, that worked out really great. Yeah, I love seeing him on the sideline. Uh, Saints legend Champ Bailey, everybody. Yes, Paul Pazlozny uh, played in uh, played for the Bills from 2007 to 2010. There you go. And then f- played for the Jags for six years. Yeah, he was great. He was really, really good. Solid guy. Uh, at 141, after their trade down, first time since 2007 that it happened, the Saints select Isaiah Hodgins, wide receiver out of Oregon State, and I gotta let you talk about this pick. Okay, yeah. Isaiah Hodgins is a, is a guy that even I'm ty- kind of getting tired of me mocking to the same <laughs> It's just I really want it to happen. Um, I get he doesn't... The Saints don't really, like need him um but i just think at the value of right here um i like him more and i like his route running more than a uh, than a, a a colin johnson type because um, he's a big guy but he has probably the best hands in this class um arguably with james prochet or tyler johnson has good hands um too but uh yeah he's not very quick but he's the kind of like wide receiver that he doesn't need speed He's, I, I will say, he's more quick than he is fast. He'll get, he'll create separation and then has an insane catch radius. Um, yeah, really impressive guy. His catch radius is basically if it leaves, if it leaves the quarterback's hands, he probably has a chance to catch it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we'll move now to Washington back on the clock. They go tight end here, and they get the replacement, I would say, probably, for uh, for Eric, not, not Eric Reed. What was his name? Jordan, Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed. Uh, yeah, and Thaddeus Moss, tight end out of LSU. Of course, Randy Moss's son. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I like this pick a lot, and he gets to join a former LSU Tiger in um, – Oh my goodness, what is his name? Darius Geis? None of us can remember any names. I can't remember any names at all today. It's so funny. But Darius Geis. uh, So a lot of fun. I like this pick to to Washington, and I'd hope that he gets an opportunity to thrive there. Obviously, we know 
that Ron Rivera knows how to use a tight end in his system, so this would be a really good fit for him. I don't think he's the only tight end that we give them either. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, load up on those options. Get that 12 personnel running. Hey, I mean, they need... They need I mean, I like Jeremy Sprinkle, but they need tight ends. Um, and then we have, uh, at 143, Atlanta drafts Logan Stenberg out of Kentucky, who's another one of those, like, good, uh, good deep, um, players. He is not, uh, he is, he plays smash mouth football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he doesn't, he, yeah, he, he is a man on the field and he knows it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really the best way to describe him. Yeah, the way that the one word that I always use to describe Logan Stenberg is that he is mean. That's very true. <laughs> Dude is mean. He's nice off the field, mm-hmm. but on that field, he is mean. Uh, at 144, we have Seattle going with a very Seattle pick here, I would say. Vanderbilt's running back, Keyshawn Vaughn, to add to that stable of running backs over there. This is a team that's been they really, really... drafted about eight of them in the past few years. <laughs> right, exactly. Just staying on trend here. It's all about tendencies in the NFL draft. And uh, this one makes a lot of sense, honestly, in that this has been a team that's focused on the run game a lot, and they've been very successful in the run game among the league's best over the past few years. And so to be able to add a versatile weapon like Keyshawn Vaughn, I think is a really, really fantastic pick here. Um, and then at 145, Philadelphia goes Carter Coughlin, edge out of Minnesota. Um, this is a this is a, a guy who I think is going to be a special teams legend. And mm-hmm. he's he's very motor. Yeah, he's has a very high, um, very high high motor. Um, he he's going to be a great special teamer. Um, and then he even has the opportunity to to play a little bit in the in that Philadelphia system. I think. Yeah, absolutely. He's somebody that's really fun. I like his tape a lot. He burns hot, but he burns very slowly, which is a good news for him and a bad news for offenses. <laughs> yeah. And Philly's right back on the board, going back to back to wrap up the fourth round, and they take running back out of TCU, Sewo Alanalua. Tell us a little bit about him. I know I like him. Yeah, um, I'm I'm a fan. I will say this: me and Brandon both agreed that this is a little bit higher than we think he's gonna go. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is the last guy, like he's the best like power guy remaining, which is kind of what Philadelphia Philadelphia needs to replace that Jordan Howard role um, to complement uh, Miles Sanders. Um, he's a good he's a good blocker, okay pass catcher, um, and you know big downhill car- uh, uh, a ball carrier um, who will run straight through you. Yeah. Yeah, he's a fun guy, and he'd be fun in Philly with Miles Brown and, and you know that that he's running attack they really want to get over there. Yeah, I'm and a, he's just a good dude. I'm a fun guy. Uh, <laughs> 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 I don't know. That's what immediately what came to my mind. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> Miles Sanders, by the way, we just continue the trend with with getting names wrong. Not Miles Brown. Miles Sanders. <laughs> Miles Brown. <laughs> Miles Brown is one of. I'll, I'll be completely legit. I'll be like completely transparent about this. Miles Brown is one of my students. Is he? Mm-hmm. Or a former student. Oh, that's fire. But it's the same thing. M Y. And so uh, I was I, like, I, oh, I, Miles. I love Miles Brown. <laughs> is it the same Miles Brown that I'm thinking of? No. Okay. No, not at all. Okay, because the the little kid from Blackish is his name is Miles Brown. Oh yeah, I do know him though. Uh, <laughs> I have okay. worked with him. He's a good kid. Yeah. Um, he's funny. Um, all right, and that, I think that around, that about does it for the fourth round of the draft. 
Oh, wow, that was a lot of fun. That went by quick, too. It did. Would, I, would you believe me if I told you it was 45 minutes? That's that's a pretty concise fourth round. Now we got it to, you know, because we've got compensatory picks. It gets a little bit longer. So that's a really nice time. It I was, dig that. It was very, it was, you know, it, it went quicker than round three. <laughs> a little Brandon throwing me off, you know, that guy. <laughs> yeah i know we we still somehow uh we still somehow overcame the the memory issues of names that we're not looking at on a spreadsheet by the way (laughs) all of the intro songs that you've been hearing this week have come from raw (laughs) hey shouts out me no i love it man every time that i throw on one of the episodes i'm like vibing immediately like when i heard uh rock of uh, rock wilder at the top i was like oh yeah i was glad for that one (laughs) um yeah you got some good music you need to listen to um, "Pray for Paris." Oh, I do need to listen to it. it ver- a lot of because um, it's him and his, his oh, it's Westside Gun and his group, mm-hmm. and it's very like uh, Wu Tang has a very Wu Tang feel with love a lot that. of wrestling references. Yeah, I think one of the one of the, one of the songs is called "Sean versus Flair." Because <laughs> um, like all of like the like the interludes in the album are like old WWF clips. That's great. It's like Ted DiBiase saying, the million dollar man gets what he wants. And I'm like, oh, I love that. That's so good. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely listen to it soon. It's it's interesting because it, as much time as I don't have working, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't have the time to just like sit down and then just listen to an album, but I need to fix that. I need to do that. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's very, very good. I think you'll like it. Um, it yeah, it's a... You know, good old Buffalo rapper. <laughs> but, good uh, old yeah. Buffalo rapper. He's, that that Buffalo hip hop scene. He's uh he's he's smaller, but he's signed to Rock Nation, and like mm. Jay Z has mentored him a lot. Love that. Um, but yeah, enough talking about that album. I've I've listened to that album a lot, so it's like <laughs> on my mind. It's it's very very good. It'll make you want to go snort some cocaine. Great. Um, <laughs> That's what I've needed. <laughs> <laughs> I think the top comment on the on the Reddit thread for that album was like, "This album made Donald Trump uh, declare drug dealers as essential workers or something." Like <laughs> um, all right. Well, thanks for listening. Um, of course, go listen to Ross um, every day on Locked On Saints. Uh, you can hear both of us on the Section Six Hundred podcast once a sure week. Sure can. Look at that. Uh, it's I'm I'm new over there. I'm new blood. Um, at least on the podcast. Um, but yeah. Um, anything else you want to shout out? Um, I just want to say thank you to all of you for uh, nominating me as the uh, guest of the year <laughs> last year. I really appreciate it. Glad to be able to be here and help sort of defend my title. I know I have a lot of great competition for 2020, but I don't want to leave here without saying thank you to the listeners that gave me um, a very prized possession in 2019. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, uh, you know, you gave the great acceptance speech. Um, I will say this. If I win again, I will have an even better acceptance speech for for next year. Oh, wow. He's giving you... Hey, man, he wants it. I want it. He wants it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you have... Me and Brandon pretty much know, like, the race right now is between Josh Kelly and Steve Wardle. Oh, absolutely. Oh, man, those guys are good, and they're so much fun. Um, and I, I know at least one of them we're going to have on again. Awesome. I wouldn't be surprised if we have both of them on again before the end <laughs> of the year. 
they're um, so great they're such nice guys man. So, oh man i love them so much um <laughs> all right thanks for listening i'll let you go and uh listen uh, listen tomorrow people because we'll have round five